And welcome back. It's Mile High Magazine. Happy Sunday, everybody. We're glad you're here. It's always fun to have a little discussion about very important topics, and today is no exception. Joining me is Tricia Halsey, Executive Director of the Big Idea Project. Tricia, how are you? I'm doing great today. Thank you. Well, great to be with you, Murphy. Well, thank you for joining us in Denver, because I know you're in Charlotte, but uh, joining us in Denver for Mile High Magazine. And people are going, well, yeah, what? The Big Idea Project? What are we talking about here? So let's just start with us. Help us understand what you do and what is the Big Idea Project all about? Okay. Well, Big Idea Project is a nonprofit, and we're actually based out of Denver, Colorado, and that's where all of our schools are along the front range. I just so happen to be in Charlotte right now. Um, but it's a nonprofit that focuses on education. We work in the education space to provide transformational experiential classes in schools that make students better and happier and healthier and better prepared for life after school. Um, I don't know if I'm sure you're seeing this. Many of the listeners have seen that uh, students, even parents, we're seeing that our students are more disengaged and bored. They don't really love going to school and those rates are just going up. And at the same time, mental health is declining. And so what Big Idea Project does is we're out to to solve that. We've been around for 12 years in Colorado. We started out of Columbine High School and we partner with schools to implement innovative, project-based, whole student leadership development classes as part of the high school's regular class offerings. And so in some schools, we're even the English class in the high schools that the juniors and seniors get to take. And for every student that takes our classes, our goal is really just four areas. We want to see them grow as leaders in their leadership skills. We want them to grow in social-emotional skills, which are just so central to healthy and productive life. Um, and then workforce readiness and personal well-being. We want to see them become healthier. So our classes really just get the kids in, getting their hands dirty. We give them a lot of projects to do so that they can become the learners and leaders that they have the potential to be. And we use a concept called generous leadership to do that, where we teach the kids that leadership is ultimately about abundantly giving of yourself so that others may be better people who do better work. And in all of the projects that the students do in our classes, we use this way of seeing the world and being a leader, and they grow in selflessness and in character and in the skills that employers are truly looking for today. And many students have said it's the best class that they've ever taken. In really? High school. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they'll say um, it's the best thing that they've done in their lives so far is to do these these leadership projects that we bring into school. So are you typically just in high school level now, or are you at different levels of school? We are. We're just in high schools right now. And it's generally, depending on how the high school implements it, it's generally juniors and seniors. Well, that's probably more receptive as they look down the road to their futures as to what you're presenting. And and do you work with teachers or do you bring in your own people? You work together? How does that happen? We work with the teachers. So we provide all of the support and the curriculum and the training and tech. And um, we even bring in business mentors from the community. So we're essentially the outsource team for teachers to give them everything that they need to shift school as usual. 
where they become almost like the coaches in the classroom and they give freedom to students to pursue the learning that um, is really important to them and to really become and to fail. And so we provide everything that a teacher needs to kind of shift those general, I call it school as usual. Practices. Sure, sure. So in your experiences so far here in Denver, how, how have you seen students in the classrooms change? Or maybe some stories you can share with us a little bit, because I'm really intrigued. My kids are all beyond that. But it sounds like something when they were at the high school level here in Denver, uh, they'd be interested. Yeah, I haven't met a kid, actually, who wouldn't be interested. I've traveled to foreign countries, and they've even said they want it in their schools. So it's more getting the schools to put it into their schools. But students just thrive in the Big Idea Project. And I remember one, I mean, the stories are so powerful, but one student who she um, just was kind of a fringe kid. She did not like school. She actually wanted to drop out. She found herself in a Big Idea Project class, and she was quite frustrated and angry that she even had to do a project and that it had to be hard, you know, because it's sure. a challenging project. Sure. She got into her team and realized that um, music was so important to her. So the local elementary school was cutting their music programs. And so her team decided that they wanted to bring music back to the local elementary school. And in the process of defining this problem and executing real results, really doing something that changes lives, she became engaged in school and she uh-huh. kept coming back to school. And when they presented their project to the community at the end of the semester, her team was the one that won a scholarship. So the top teams win a scholarship. And she came up to us afterwards and said, well, thanks, but no thanks. I'm not going to college. I'm barely making it out of high school. Um, and so we said, fine, um, whatever. And then she ended up coming back to us two months later in the summer and said it was she basically told us it was a mistake. Um, there's been generous people who have believed in her by giving this scholarship, and so she's going to take it and enroll in the local community college. And she did, and she ended up um, getting a, going to another school and getting her degree in marketing and becoming really successful. But it was because she actually got to learn by doing. She got to do passion projects. She saw that failure wasn't the end because we use failure as a as a lesson to be learned and kids learn resiliency. So that was one, but we have so many kids who have started businesses or they um, changed by bringing mental health curriculum into their schools or stopping bullying or bringing advocacy to human trafficking. And we have crazy results. Like nine out of 10 kids show that they grow in leadership and a hundred percent of our teachers recommend this program. And even in COVID-19 last year and the closures and the hybrid, we had roughly, it was about 90% of students who said they recommended this to their peers, and it was the best class that they had ever taken. So these uh, big idea projects, you could continue that during the pandemic shutdown when the kids were all at home, you did it virtually, and that seemed to be okay. Yes, well, we have two classes that we bring into schools, and many did the Generous Leadership Challenge, which is like our 101 and then the 201 is the big project. And the Generous Leadership Challenge is, is smaller personal projects that change worldviews around. Um, we teach the kids to look at who are you, that you are valuable, not worthless. We teach them that how do you look at people, see people as people and not objects, and then see your work as sacred, not ordinary. Everything that you do has meaning. And so they do these small projects in the Generous Leadership Challenge that shape 
their meaning and their purpose and who they are and um, just honoring themselves and one another. And then they move into that bigger project. And it was last year that that 101 kept them really going. Motivated. Yeah. I like that. Uh, We're talking with Tricia Halsey, who's executive director of the Big Idea Project. So, Tricia, tell us, how do you get these ideas in your program into the schools? Does it have to go through the local board of education or just individual schools and the principal said, hey, that looks good? How does it work? Yeah, it's almost, well, it's always from the admin. You Well, no, I shouldn't say always. The 90% of the cases, it's the admin at the local school, but it really depends on how the district functions and if a district is centralized or decentralized with regard to decision-making. But usually it's the principals. So if a parent went up to a principal and said, this is something my student needs, they need this to get into college, to put on their resumes, they they need this for life skills, they're not thriving in school, I want them to do something different. We... we um, we rely on our community to really advocate to get it into the schools. And then we work with the admin to teach them how to implement it with their teachers. And we ask them to give us the best of the best teachers. So it's the teachers every student loves to learn from. And those are the ones who do the Big Idea Project. Sometimes we go through the district as well. Well, it seems like you've got the education side of this really on board with the Big Idea Project. But let's talk about the parents. I think since the COVID and seeing kids at home and trying to learn, which is a different way to do it than usual, but parents are noticing shortcomings in education that maybe they didn't know before some of the closures. How are the parents reacting to what you're offering and are they encouraging their kids, hey, you got to get involved with this? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it interesting that... um we we kind of just went along with school and it was okay it was good enough and then with covid it's kind of showing some of the ways that change is um kind of making it bend and bow under this weight of change and so yeah parents are waking up and they're getting more involved in their child's education one thing that kids or or, um, parents are noticing is uh that learning shouldn't be hard it shouldn't be um a burden and it and it's and it was like we had to force our kids to show up to school online or even not online and forcing them to go and to do their homework. And and all of us as humans, when we're born as infants, we love to learn. Children love to learn. So if they're not- like parents are noticing if my child isn't loving learning, then something's really off here. And um, so, yeah, parents are really starting to get more engaged in their children's education and yeah, sometimes they're talking about big idea projects, but I just think in a general sense, um, it's it's a really good change for our nation, for parents to say, wait, I want more responsibility and I want more decision making and, and what my children is learning and how they're learning it. Well, let's talk about the big picture here. You've talked about teachers, you've talked about parents. Why is it probably important for all people to care about the education system. Even people like me who are school-aged children are beyond now. We're already through the system, but yet we should care about our grandchildren or others coming up through the system. All people should be involved, do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I don't know if many have thought about it this way, but education is really the system of systems. So every other social system outside of education is touched by education. Every single individual in America is educated in some way. Um, 90% or more are in public schools. The rest are homeschooled or in different sorts of schooling, but everybody. And so 
um, I don't know, there's some famous quotes out there that we're always one generation away, right, from sure. losing freedom or losing, you know, character, morality, or whatever it is for systems to decline. And so it's so important that every single person sees that education is a system of systems. And if we really want to succeed as a nation and we want our businesses to succeed, then we have to invest in children and we have to invest in children specifically in the education system. It's not something that we can ignore any longer. And so anyway, everybody's voices are needed um, and support really because educators are doing the best that they can, but we need business leaders. We need parents. We, we need other people to come in and say, I want to help and I want to lead projects because projects are the best way to learn, sure. not just reading sure. a textbook. So how can we all come around and, and help you? And I do, I do want to say one thing, too, that this is helpful for parents, but also when you go into help and education, every student that I have talked to, which is a lot, um, are asking four questions. They're asking, who am I? Do I matter? Does my work matter? And will I be successful? Mm. And education and schools in general are just not answering or helping them discover the answer to those questions. And so every parent can really be honing in on with their children of how can I help my child discover these pieces? And then how can I then support the schools to really bring like um, meaning back sure, into their sure. work and so forth? Well, Tracy, yeah. before I let you go, how do we get involved? How do we find more information about the Big Idea Project? Because there's going to be a lot of curiosity after you and I have talked here. <laughs> so you can go to our website, um, bigideaproject.org is a great place to start. Um, on there, you can find out, I mean, we really need people to help us with giving. It costs us about four thousand or $5,000 to cover the cost of a school. And so really sewing into the lives of students in, in, our, in Colorado schools is so key. So that you can give through our website, but you can learn more about us. And we're always recruiting coaches who want to come into the classrooms and coach the students through some of the most challenging work they've ever done. It's the most benefit, like uh, rewarding for adult coaches to do that as well. So you find more information there on the website. videos and stuff too. Good. Mm-hmm. Keep up the good work, Tricia. We appreciate you coming on Mile High Magazine here. A lot of people in Denver listening to us this morning. And I'm sure, as I said, the curiosity is going to be high and you might be surprised how many people get involved now. Yeah, that would be wonderful. We need you. Well, thank you. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thank you. You bet. That's Mile High Magazine. Now, don't go away. we got another great interview coming up here, and we'll be talking more to you, too, next.